Fluent NYC presents the Be Fluent podcast, hosted by Marcia and Zena. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 24 of the Be Fluent podcast, and I am your host, Sinan. And I'm Masha. And today, uh, our topic is basketball, um, which is uh, kind of important right now because we have the uh, NBA playoffs. NBA finals. Finals, yeah. Championship. So that, that uh, the interview that we're going to hear was really interesting. Um, Matt has a very, like, uh, nice voice. It's, like, really easy to listen to him. Yeah, I think he was he spoke slowly. Maybe he was conscious of helping out our listeners, not non-native speakers. Um, but so, yeah, let's... So, I guess, I, to introduce who Matt is, Matt is a friend of mine. Funny story, I guess. We have never met in person, but we've been working together for years and talking quite a bit. So, in a weird way, he's one of the people I talk to the most... Um, in recent years, um, we met via a friend of ours in Japan, Al Santos, who introduced us uh, when I, for music. And we made a lot of music together. Um, to check us out there, you can look up the Atlantic Conference Avengers, is our kind of group name. It's kind of a joke on our love for basketball and hip-hop. Um, so that's like the theme he, he raps about. I make the sort of background music. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's a very fun project we have together. Uh, additionally, we both write together. Um, I have a kind of blog website called The Late Stage Tribune. Um, and he has written a number of articles for that as well. Um, he also has his own other projects, but you know, I think he sort of put them on the back burner for now. So I'll, I'll let him introduce those perhaps in another interview, another day. Uh, but, so today we're talking basketball, and he is my like main basketball friend. Whenever I have a thought about basketball, I go on WhatsApp, and I, uh, I, I shoot at him, I ask him, uh, and, and a, a concern, you know, we, we talk a lot about our teams. I'm obviously a huge Knicks fan, as we've talked about. He's a huge Toronto Raptors fan, coming from Toronto. Uh, but anyway, I think I've said enough. I say we said we talked quite a bit in the in the interview about all of these things, so I'll leave it up to that. Um, Marsha, any, any final words before we jump in? No, um, it's it is it is uh, a little bit basketball heavy the conversation. So um, I think it's it's a good way to practice, especially yeah. for people who are interested and those who are not. It's you know you can maybe. Skip this one. Try to pick up some vocab from the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I guess for if, if you're into basketball or if, if you're in a scenario where people are talking about basketball or sports and you're not so um, familiar, it could be a good chance to practice. Like in a workplace, people talk about these things a lot. And it was a very natural conversation. So between two people who know about the sport. Uh, <laughs> but the initial part in the beginning is more about like our history with basketball and the kind of culture of basketball in New York and in Toronto. So that, that could be more interesting. The second half is more like two basketball fans talking about basketball very naturally. So do your best or you can skip that part. But either way, you should learn some interesting vocabulary from the episode, um, which I hope you will have 
prepared for in the last episode. If not, don't be lazy. Go back and listen again. Um, but again, as always, you will hear this sound. Uh, and that will mean that it's a vocabulary word from the last episode. And again, you can go back and listen to the last one and review the meaning if, if you don't remember what it means and any of that. So anyway, without further ado, my interview with Matt William Carter. Welcome back, everyone. Today I have a really special guest, uh, a good friend of mine, kind of interestingly, um, Matt Carter. Matt, Matthew, do you prefer? Matt, Matthew? Matt works. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Matt Carter, Matt William Carter, Matthew William Carter. That's your journalism name, we've decided. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, yeah, Matt is, a, is a, a friend of mine from Toronto, from Canada. Um, so yes, of course, for our listeners, they speak English up there. I'm sure you probably knew that. Um, remember, this is an ESL podcast. So. <laughs> um, but so our na- a fellow native speaker from Canada. So you might have a slightly different dialect. I'm trying to think of how our students will... I, don't, I mean, you, you speak really clearly. I don't think they'll notice that, honestly, but... Um, there, may be, there may be some Canadianisms in there, but... Uh, I, ho- okay. I almost hope so. You know? um, but so, yeah, no. Uh, I guess just... I, I don't know. Introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt. Like, uh, you're from Toronto. Did you, were you born and raised in Toronto? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was born and raised in Toronto. Um, I've been like lived lived here pretty much pretty much my whole life. Um, and yeah, uh, I I write. I I do music. Uh, overall, just like I do some artistic endeavors. Uh, let's yeah. say uh, uh, half of the well, I'm, I'm your your teammate in the ACA uh, Atlantic Conference Avengers. That's right. Uh, and uh, so we do a lot of music there. And uh, yeah, just just sort of just hanging out now, just like kind of wait, waiting out the end of hopefully, quote unquote, ho- knock on wood, the end of uh, this pandemic, and then yeah, and then we'll go from there. I see. But, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I've always uh, enjoyed Matt. Like we talk a lot. You're my go-to guy for uh, like politics and basketball lately. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think what's always drawn me to to Matt is that. Should I think of you in the third person? No, you. You are um, <laughs> a kind of renaissance man, similar to myself, uh, insofar as you have many different interests. Um, and we happen to share a lot of them, which makes it mm-hmm. you know, easier. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, you, you like make music. We've, we've actually written together, too, you know, the, the late stage Tribune stuff. You know, you've um, stuff, yeah. written some great articles. It's funny, my mom read the all the... Like when I first posted, like the like first like eight or so articles we'd written, she's like, "Oh, I love it! I loved your article about Ice Cube." And I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's not me, mom. That's actually my friend Matt." Um, so that was her favorite of, of my article. So you have a fan, I guess. I'm still looking for one. Um, but yeah, so I know a writer, and again, you've written about music. You talked about writing about politics and stuff. So um, even in that regard kind of a renaissance man but uh today we're gonna not talk about any of the stuff that we've been talking about we're gonna talk about basketball <laughs> um and I, I did mention that you're my go-to guy for talking about basketball um 
And, you know, I, I enjoy chatting with you because as a Knicks fan, you know, a lot of people I can talk to locally have the same kind of biased opinions about rivals, you know, the Boston Celtics. We, no matter what, we're going to hate on them. Now yeah. Trey Young, for example, because of what uh. he's... Just done to us. Number one in, in New York, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but so, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy getting a kind of like outsider's take on, you know, like the objective analysis. Uh, but you're a Toronto fan, naturally. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, so I guess tell me about your history with basketball. Here, I'll give, you, I'll give you a kind of example. I'll tell you about mine briefly just to give you an idea, an idea of what I'm talking about because that's a really weird, vague thing to ask for. So sure. what I mean, this is like my history with basketball is that, um, of course, like in the United States, they always say baseball is the, uh, the national pastime. Yeah. Um, U.S. football has kind of supposedly eclipsed it, but in New York, it's basketball. You know, we don't have giant open fields for people to play football or baseball on really, aside from like Central Park and a few other places. But there's tons of basketball courts everywhere. You know, they're smaller. You can fit them in. So I grew up playing a ton of basketball. And the Knicks, when I was younger in the 90s, were a cultural phenomenon. Like, it was the lifeblood of the city. We, we, we all watched the games. The playoffs were, like, you could hear the, the noise in the city. It was actually great. You could hear it again this year, which was fantastic. But, yeah. But so, like, I think in culturally, like, basketball is really, as opposed to, the rest of the country where open fields and stuff create more of a baseball or, or football atmosphere. It, it, it's really the sport of New York, I think. Yeah. Now, is okay. that the same? In, in, like, Toronto is an interesting Toronto? story, right? Because you kind yeah. of, in your lifetime, got a team, right? Yeah, it's, I, I, that's, a, that's a really good question. I, I, I would definitely say that it's, as far as, a, as a, the sport of the city, it's, it, I would say it's probably trending in that direction as it stands right now. Certainly growing up, the the sport was hockey, right? The Leafs were the biggest thing uh, in the city for the longest time. Um, and to, to, to the point where, like, and, and this is, and the Leafs were freaking terrible, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say, they've been pretty bad for they a while. They were awful. But, like, even still, like, so every game was sold out. Uh, like the cheapest seats were like three figures. Like you'd have to pay hundreds of dollars for the cheapest ticket. Wow. It didn't matter, right? That that's that's how, like the Knicks at the Garden, kind of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the perfect sort of analogy there. That, but that's how ingrained. Similar to so to your point, the same way that basketball sort of ingrained in New York. That's how hockey has been for Toronto for the longest time. And I guess now, Canada at large, right? Ex- exactly. Yeah, Canada at large for sure is is definitely hockey is the sport in Canada. Um, now, for a city like Toronto, where which has been really the epicenter for a lot of immigration, uh, that is changing now. We're seeing a lot more um, basketball. And so it's two things. One is the, is the epicenter of immigration. Two, as well, um, the, the run of success that the Raptors have for the better part of a decade as well. Yeah, uh, and even before that, definitely, and and this 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 leads into my start was the first sort of real basketball fandom moment I can remember is Vince Carter's rookie year. 
Ooh. And and him him winning rookie of the year and everything like that. That was so exciting. Like it was yeah. exciting, but also like kind of confusing because I was like, wait, what is this? A Toronto team has a good <laughs> player? Like what's happening? <laughs> how, does that, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> like what's going on here? But like the excitement, and then and then his, and then there was the one year where they had they had a deep run, well, a quote unquote deep run. They made it to the second round, almost beat Iverson. Uh, went to to the last shot in Game Seven. Uh, and that was that was my my high school my my last year of high school. Really nice. watching that, getting excited. So that was that kind of the start of my Raptors fandom uh, for sure. And I think real and Vince Carter definitely was that was the start of basketball in Canada as a whole. Like he's a great yeah. person for that too, right? Because his game was like larger than life. I think it was. <laughs> Goodness, right, yeah. he was like he was literally jumping over people to dunk on them. Right, I remember he, that guy was a Nick too. <laughs> but it was in the Olympics or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was the, yeah. The the fit, like the dunk over the the was like the center. Like it was like a yeah, yeah. Center. Frederick Vice. Like the Knicks yeah. had just drafted him. Oh no, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And he supposedly he that like ended his career. He like was depressed. Like oh man. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. Yeah, that that's <laughs> feel really really bad. Yeah, <laughs> the whole world. Like, I, I, but yeah. I mean, just an amazing moment. Like nobody ever. Incredible. Yeah. Right? Who could ever dream of someone jumping over someone to dunk on them? It's just a, and like a and seven a footer. Center. Exactly. Yeah. Like clearing over. That was. I remember that was just always something that we would talk about as as something that was possible, but not actually possible. You know what I mean? Like, oh, imagine sure. if someone d- jumped over somebody, and then to see it actually happen—like, someone I mean, yeah, literally jump over a center—was it was ridiculous. It was crazy. But that's that's where I started with 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 my Raptors fan. It was was really much so Vince Carter's rookie year was. Nice. I can remember, yeah. That's cool. Um, and and then obviously winning the title. Now you guys have won only half as many titles as we in the New York have because we've only won twice <laughs> and, and way more recently too right uh, that must have been kind of a cathartic moment then because you're, you're you're now a super fan at this point I imagine I would say yeah it's probably safe to say that I'm a bit of a super fan I have three jerseys so far I, yeah so maybe not a super duper fan but I've got three jerseys I got a Fred Van Bleed I got a Lowry Actually, I got four. I got a DeRozan and I got a Vince Carter. Nice. So I got four jerseys right now. Oh, that's super fan. And, and you know, it's not about quantity, right? Like you don't have to like the, the way the, they 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 charge for these jerseys. Like yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to be pretty wealthy to have uh, a giant collection. But that's no doubt, like that's yeah, yeah. But you've also got multiple generations now too, right? Because from Carter to DeRozan to Lowry, like that's the yeah, that's the trick. That's the trick yeah. to Van Vliet. Exactly. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's that's a few. That's that exactly. That's a few generations. But um, well, no, yeah, the, the championship run was was it um, it was unbelievable. Like, and you've experienced this this year with how a playoff run can transform a city and transform yeah. a fan base. Uh-huh. It's kind of unbelievable. And I remember after it really hit home for me after game one of the finals. Where like Siakam had like a like a thirty plus point game and it was a, it was a great win, and I remember just like uh, I was like with my partner at the time and we were just kind of walking down, walking through the um, 
downtown. Nice. And literally every single person we came across, and, and it was like super busy, but every single person we came across, whether they were walking, biking, or in their car, we would like stop and like, like horn. Yeah. Arm or like we'd like, you know, like you cheer with each other for a nice. bit. Going. Uh, awesome. That went on. It was, it's, it's, it's such a transformation yeah. uh, for the city, and that, that in itself was super exciting. Um, and seeing them actually win was... That must have done it. And it was crazy. And, and people don't remember this, and this is, you know, people, this guy always gets lost in the shuffle, but like, games four, five, and six of the finals were all like, just ridiculous, like down to the wire. Yeah, it was a great series. It was an amazing series, yeah. And so, just just all of that, it was just Plus, a, a, yeah. that just absolutely iconic shot to get into the finals uh, <laughs> by Kawhi, where it bounced like twice, and I thought it was Joel Embiid was crying, like it was <laughs> yeah. just insane. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was going into overtime when, when it was funny, because Kawhi was at the line for two free throws, and we were up by, like, we were up by one. And he missed the first one, and I'm like, "Damn, we're going to overtime." He hits, no, he hits the first one, misses the second one. Jimmy yeah. Butler gets it, goes the full length, and ties ties the game. And I'm like, Fuck, "We're going to overtime." Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> all right. Damn, I'll beep going- it out. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's like, "Ah, oh, we're going to overtime," and uh, and then it's like four or whatever seconds left, and my brother was like, "No, no, we still got time. We can still Is do it." I didn't believe it. So no I was way. like, I was not the optimistic one. So when it went in, I, I think I blo- I must, I blacked out for a couple seconds. That's what <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, that must have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. I always like miss those moments because I'm so like, um, there's like, I, I get so cathartic and like, uh, what's the, what's the word like overcome basically that like I like like you I black out and then I like people are like oh my god did you see the facial expression that he had when they lost it's like no I, I was literally I don't know it's like upside down under the couch or something I don't even know where um, exactly exactly I had to go back and like watch all that other stuff that's awesome after the fact but um but no that it was it was a magical run. It had everything you want in, in a finals run, right? Or like a, in yeah, a championship run. Sure. It had like great performances. You get, obviously you have to get a little bit of luck. Not even a little bit. You just need to get, like luck is just part of it, right? That, that yeah. it just is. Um, of course, and, yeah. And like, you know, just like, just fantastic. Again, just can't, go, can't say it enough. Just fantastic performances. And like, you know, a team that just has to come together. Like and and another a, a big thing too, your team has to get better throughout the playoff run. Like you have to see the team get better throughout the playoff run, uh, and that was all like again super magical, super magical. But then also beating Golden State, right? Like, <laughs> come on, like that's the that was the dynasty, yeah, right? Was, like that's it was, it was pretty was, cool. So yeah, I guess to wrap up our little chat here, because uh, mm. we. We ought to, I suppose. You know, we don't go oh. on too long here. But um, I do, like, the reason we're, we're talking basketball and the reason this is sort of timely is because, of course, the NBA Finals are right around the corner. The kind mm-hmm. of nation is focused on the playoffs. It's been a really thrilling but also kind of sad <laughs> uh, yeah. playoffs with all the injuries and stuff. But so that, let's, let me get your thoughts on this. So we were just saying it's Milwaukee versus Phoenix. In terms of man who I who I would see winning it all 
Oh man, I, I think it's I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be close because yeah, in terms of their top stars, pretty close, right? Giannis and Middleton versus CP3 and Booker. I think that's pretty close. I think that's pretty even. Yeah, um, I mean, and Chris Paul obviously. He's the kind of prototype for a star who's been consistently good throughout his career, but sure. has never won. I mean, him and, and Melo, they're like the, the last two holdouts, right? Yeah, Melo. And then now we have the new, the next one. Like, so Paul George is probably going to be on that. Or maybe be on that for, sure, for a bit. Yeah. I think he's going to be next, yeah? So, um, but yeah, to, to your point, though, I think that probably... Uh, makes it lean towards Phoenix because I think just that motivation on, on Phoenix side, it's, it's, they're going to be hungry. Like Chris Paul is going to be the hungriest person in the world. <laughs> the way he came uh, out in when he in Game Six against yeah. um, that's the a harbinger, right? Like right, that's For, a he had forty-one points. This guy is yeah. what is he thirty-three? No, thirty. No, he's older than that. He's he. I think he's, maybe? he's got to be like. Isn't he around LeBron's age or older? He's, he might be older because LeBron came yeah. out of high school. Remember? <laughs> exactly. So he's like thirty six, thirty seven. Oh so yeah, he's probably around that age, right? So, um, I can't yeah, believe that I, he's thirty six. I can't believe that my top choice for the Knicks in this offseason is a 36-year-old Parker. <laughs> That's so funny. He's got a couple more good years in him, too, though, right? Like, And it's just the yeah. leadership, right? I mean, he just scored 41 <laughs> points in Game 6. What is going yeah. on? And then you hear, like, his teammates talk about him, too, right? And, and like, uh, what was it? DeAndre Ayton was saying, oh, Chris Paul was the greatest thing that happened to his career. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. that Booker, that, too, I think, has said Booker, just Booker. about that. Yeah, exactly. So it's that team going up against Milwaukee, and man, I don't. The thing with that team, you just don't know what you're going to get out of them. They're both such deep teams, too. I mean, deep, it's going to be. This is a great series on paper. Right? Yeah, like, right. Exactly. Deep, yeah. Like, well, yeah. When you're relying on Portis to maybe, if you need bro. him to drop twenty, you're not. Uh. I can't believe it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it, man. Like that. But like, but like Drew Holiday, right? Drew Holiday yeah. has been the mascot <coughs> for that team. Everyone's like kind of dogging Middleton, but it's really it's Drew Holiday who has been the 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 reason for that, or like the epitome of the inconsistency. Yeah. Where like he'll just be invisible one game, and then you'll have a game like last night where he just kind of goes ham. Do you know yeah. why I'm uncomfortable criticizing Drew Holiday? And I realize it's so unfair from a basketball perspective because you're absolutely right. Like he is, he's like the wild card essentially, right? Like yeah. he's the lifeblood. If he's having a good game, you can almost guarantee they're going to win, even because he's yes. so dynamic. But when he's off, he's really off. But I always struggle to criticize him because I don't know if you're aware. He is like he's like the nicest human being on planet. Uh, Have you heard about him? Yeah. Like. His well, wife I, had cancer, and he he, like, he, well, I knew he like, was. Sorry. No, well, I knew that when he was in New Orleans, he um, didn't he win one of the awards, like the Community Assist Awards. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was, that it was like during the pandemic, he 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 had he took his paycheck and then used it to like fund businesses or something like that that had closed and down. I like, think he gave salaries to the workers in the state. Like he was, he's one yeah. of those guys. Like he's just. Omnipresent in the in the positive way. Supposedly, he's like a really good family man. Like his wife mm-hmm. had cancer, and he was like stepping up big to like help out. You know, imagine being an NBA. I don't know if you'd call him a star, 
yet, but he's you know, certainly, a, yeah, he's, he is an all-star. Yeah, I guess that's definitely a star. Um, but then also like stepping up in the house to help because your wife has cancer and stuff like that. Like you know, he, yeah. apparently he's like a really well-rounded dude. So you know, oh, with yeah, that yeah. said, <laughs> personally, you know, I, I, I'm with you. He's he. I love Drew Holiday on the, in that sense. But yeah, he has been inconsistent on the court. That, that's all yeah. I'm saying. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> No, that's it's it's um, it's such a it's gonna be such an exciting series because I think yeah. the match between those two teams is really good because oh, the like they have so right, like when you think of Aiton and, and oh, how he's been able to it? feast against um, the Clippers. That's not Clippers, gonna happen. Yeah. It's against definitely. Not. Oh my gosh. But yeah, him going up against Bro- like Brook Lopez defensively has kind of been. Incredible, right? Like yeah, he's, which is he, wild. Yeah, it, well, even the, that last last game, like yes, last night, he was stonewalling the whole team. Like, they, like no one could yeah. score on. So it'll be interesting to see how Aiton fares against him. And I imagine Aiton's going to be guarding, uh, or maybe they put maybe they'll put Crowder on Giannis on the other end. It, it it creates all kind of matchup problems. But on the other hand, of course, Phoenix has two really versatile guards. So the question, yeah. on the other hand, is can Milwaukee handle them? So, I mean, it's got to be tit for tat, right? It's going to yeah. be an amazing series, in theory, on paper. I, well, Drew Holiday is going to shut somebody down. So, like, uh, that that's a trouble there. But who gu- who guards the other person? Who guards exactly. the other guy? Right? Like, that's going to be... You assume he's going to be on Booker, because I think Booker is the the more he, kind of guaranteed point, you know, yeah. he, point he's gonna guy. Most, yeah. So, would you put, like, Middleton on... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll right. on on Chris Paul. I don't know about that. I'm I suddenly, sure. I think we might see a few more yo, thirty plus games for yo Bryn Forbes, Bryn Forbes, <laughs> <laughs> or could Pat Connaughton or whatever. Pat, Pat Connaughton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't so think gonna that's gonna dicey. work. Oh man. But so anyway, do you have a prediction? What would what would you predict for the final outcome if you had you know gun Whoa. to your head? That's a weird expression. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, prediction? I, I'm too afraid to make a prediction. So I, don't, I don't want either of the teams to lose at this point. I think. I know, right? Both of them have been through so like like every let's be honest, every team has been through so much. But like the last two team standings are just gonna be, oh my gosh! Like this season has kicked everyone, like every team's. So like the last yeah. two teams are just going to be so so like beaten down by the time they get there exactly. that I feel like both of them are going to deserve the championship. So it's yeah. if only they could give out two <laughs> trophies this year. <laughs> give out two trophies, yeah. All the participation trophy guys are like, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> get but out I, I, if I if I were to be, I I mean I think I would have to choose um, and. Man, I think I might have to go. I think I might have to go Milwaukee just because they're. I would say uh-huh. I, I, the reason why I say that, I would feel like their um, their supporting cast is more um, more experienced. Well, I, and I you know like, what? Yeah. The reason I'm with you, I was gonna. I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have interrupted, but I. Oh no no, it's all good. I really like I. You're right. I think you know, and that. I mean, honestly, I think I might. First of all, I want I want a seven game series because I feel like yeah, the, the I, matchup I deserves it. Yeah, I, I, I don't like with you. I don't want to see anyone lose, but I might want to see Phoenix win more just because 
of CP3. Yeah, I agree with that. Right, like it's his last chance. But if I'm being realistic, I think I predict Milwaukee in seven because the you know, like we were saying, I think if Milwaukee's going to struggle to contain Phoenix's guards, but Phoenix is going to struggle to contain Milwaukee's like forwards. Forwards, they're big men. I feel like that's an easier thing to rely on. You know, you're even if you're struggling to, to contain Booker or Chris Paul, they still have to be shooting well, which is a harder yeah. task than you know getting easy buckets inside the paint. Yeah. So, and they haven't been shooting well last couple of games too. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. So if that carries over, I think Mil- Milwaukee has a has a bit of a shot. I, I can't see Aiton shutting down like Giannis and Brooke at the rim. I, I can't really see that too much. Maybe he will, but... Maybe one, but not both. Maybe one, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which, which you know, I, I'm with you. I, I, I want CB3 to retire with a championship, for sure. I think that would be... I think that's just kind of... Like the back, <laughs> going back to the basketball gods, I hope. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, like, at the same time, if Giannis wins, like, finals MVP and wins, yo... That would be great because he has taken so much crap this like this season, but like just in general, right? Like, yeah. Um, especially after the way they exited the last last uh, last year. Yeah, yeah. Can you win with Giannis? He can't shoot. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I just I just wanted to put those narratives to rest. I think they deserve to be put to rest a little bit sure. as well. Well, especially since they've done such a good job of building around him and bringing yeah. in shooters. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that I, that's it. I think that's a perfect uh, ending point for the episode. Um, good prediction work there. And yeah. I think I think we've like made clear, you know, what, what we want versus what we think could happen. But um, anyway, Matt, I have a sense that you may be recurring, and I don't I don't know okay. if, if you're okay. willing, but. You know, I think because sure. we were talking about how much of a renaissance man you are, I feel like there's a lot of different topics we could discuss. And, um, you know, I feel bad that, like, the only thing we're talking about is basketball today. Because, like, usually we talk about things that are, in some ways, far more interesting than just sports. But on the other hand, you know, I think we've also made clear how interesting sports can be, right? Talking about our how it, like, basketball came into our lives and some of the cultural elements. Um, I guess, finally, I... Is there anything for you to plug? You know, maybe that's that's a reach. Um, not really. I mean, always uh, my my artist name is Anti Frantic. Uh, you can always you can always Google me. Uh, try to find my music online. Uh, definitely check out our music as well. You know, uh, yeah, sure. Atlantic Conference Adventures. Check that out too. Yeah, uh, in, a- in the in the introduction to our episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a few little thing or two about how we met and, and all that good stuff too for sure. So they'll they'll oh. be linked to our music. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. It's all good. But yeah, that's that's kind of the long and short of it. I appreciate you inviting me on. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. And of, of course, check out his writing, your writing. Um done a lot of good stuff yeah. with us. But yeah. yeah I'll, link, I'll link all your stuff. So MW Carter is your Twitter account. And also, so at MW Carter, at Antifrantic. Uh, Anti frantic, yeah, and um, yeah, that's and then yeah, that's on Twitter, Instagram, you name it. Of course, at AC Avengers, but we'll get there. I'll, I'll do that bit. All that, I'll do that stuff <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, 
dude it was so it was so nice to have you on uh All right. nice to chat with you and we'll do it again soon sounds good man uh you enjoy the rest of your day uh thanks so much yeah you too. Wow, that was nice. Um, thank you to Matthew or Matt and Sinan. Yeah, no, that was great. It was nice to uh, to chat with my friend, I guess, for the for on air and, and, and timely, obviously, with the the finals in full swing. But anyway, um, have fun uh, with that with conversation, folks. To follow Matt online, um, <clears throat> he's on Twitter at mwcarterwm. I don't know what that's about, the WM part, but um, he has a medium.com site for his writing there, and, and like I said, he's on the Late Stage Tribune, um, at Late Stage Trib on Twitter. Um, you can also find his music at Antifrantic, A-N-T-I-F-R-A-N-T-I-K. Uh, that's also his Instagram name. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's probably the his account that has more followers and could be more interesting to follow for you. That's not fair, no. I think he's just starting up this new writing one, so do that one also. But, um, yeah, lots of interesting stuff to follow on his accounts. Um, great music. He's a really great lyricist. And, um, you know, his writing is... I, I, I just saw he has a medium.com page, so check that out. But, yeah, um, without further ado, let's just wrap this thing up and... Uh, Let's head out, huh? Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. And um, we're looking forward to doing the next podcast, next episode. Um, one thing I will say is go Phoenix Suns. I, I want the Suns to win, although... Go Bucks. Uh, actually, go Knicks. That's something we can all agree on. Uh, anyway, see you later, folks. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked this episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.